The Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. The website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house their social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more so you can remain up-to-date in this growing industry. If you are interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most comprehensive search engine available. If you're a float center or tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with them yet, it's time to get found. From education, educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, FlotationLocations.com aspires to be the industry's hub, and they are proud to be an integral part of growing this industry forward. Go to FlotationLocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float, on float sessions so you can save money and float for less. The Floatcast is also brought to you by EscapePodTank.com. The Escape Pod Tank is the one float tank that fits easily into your home and into your life. It is... Uh, it's made right here in America, and the new design is made from all stainless steel and features a, uh, a little trap door so that you can access the heater and uh, the speakers if necessary without draining the tank and removing the liner, which is a huge plus. Um, you can re- you can order the tanks uh, a la carte. You can order just the tank, or you can order a whole soup-to-nuts uh, tank and filter system that's ready to go for a full commercial float center. Um, so it is pretty cool what they did. I, I really appreciate that they did that. Um for interest, uh, for information, contact Jeremy at escapepodtank.com um, and tell him Tom from the Floatcast sent you. All right, here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode number 19 of the Floatcast. This is a podcast all about floating and the beautiful world that revolves around it. And uh, fortunately, right now, through the beauty and the wonder that is the internet, I'm joined by uh, my friend Kevin from uh, Zero Gravity Institute in Austin. How are you, Kevin? We're good, Tom. Good. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we're not not live, and that's that's one thing I'm striving for. But maybe, uh, maybe down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, how's uh, what's going on down there? How's everything? Everything's going well. Yeah, everything's really good. Business is booming in Austin. We're doing really well here. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, that is the uh, that's the home court of uh, Aubrey Marcus. Is that is that correct? Yeah, Aubrey's a good buddy of mine. He uh, he comes in here and floats a lot, and a lot of the folks at Onnit Labs come in here and float. So we got a good thing going with them. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like that company a lot. Yeah, they're good people over there. Yeah. How uh, how long have you been open over there? Well, we've been open about eight months. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty pretty new operation here. Nice. Now, were you yeah. are you a long time floater, or are you uh, did you just get into it in, a, in you know, fairly recently? Now, I've got a really long history with floating. I, I actually started floating uh, in 1985. Wow. Um, I, I went to work at a, a float center in California, which um, I believe was the first commercial float center in the world. And um, I just kind of got lucky. I, I moved out to L.A. after I got out of college, and, and I uh, read an, an article in the L.A. Weekly that was talking about this this float center that opened and I, I'd heard about it from the movie altered states. And, um, I, I really just thought it was a mechanism for the movie. I, I didn't realize it was a real thing until I read this article. And then I was just my, it got my curiosity up. So I, I went in and got a float and my first float was really profound. I, I loved it. And so I went back a couple of days later just to make sure it was real. <laughs> kind, of, kind of verify it. 
Yeah. And uh, on that second visit, I was lucky enough to meet one of the owners and he found out that I was new to town. He offered me a job. So um, I ended up going to work there and uh, worked there for, for several years and learned a lot about floating, got a bunch of floating done. And it was just, a, it was a great time to be involved with the industry because nobody else was doing it. It was so unique and uh, just such a new idea for everyone. It was, I, I feel really, really lucky to have found it when I did and, and been a part of it. And I, I've been floating ever since, something I really, really love. Wow. That's bad. Now, in the interim between, like, that center that first opened, they, you know, I guess they closed down or they moved. Is that is that the center that moved to a different location? Yeah, they closed down. Uh, I, I believe they 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 closed down in like maybe ninety or ninety one. Um, What'd you do in the interim? Did you have like a tank at your house? Uh, no, I didn't. But um, oh, I, I've spent most of my life as a professional musician traveling around, and uh, so I, I always just managed to find a tank wherever I could. And, uh, there, there was a, here in Austin, there was a, a couple of massage therapists that worked out of their home and they have, um, a Samadhi tank in their home um, and they were, they were good enough to make that available to some people. I don't know if it was general public or just their clientele or whatever, but so, uh, did, did some floating there and just, just wherever I could pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, uh, if I didn't have access to it like I do now, that's absolutely what I would do. And I and I, especially if I traveled anywhere I went, I would just try and yeah, try and find one. Yeah, which was really cool. It gave me a great perspective, you know, because I got to see how a lot of other float centers were operating and and try out a lot of different kinds of, of flotation tanks. And um, you know that that experience really really helped me a lot when it came to. Um, not only opening Zero Gravity Institute as as a as a float spa, but also we we design and manufacture a float room, and so I, I got to use all of my insight from years of floating in all these different manufacturers' tanks to uh, really design a cool new product that is coming out on the market this spring. Well, that's pretty. Now, where is there? Uh, can people see pictures of it now? Like, see information about it now? Yeah, yeah, we have a website, zerogravityinstitute.com. Okay. And there's a page on that website called Float Room Sales, and uh, there's there's several pictures all over the website of of the way that they're used in in our float center and uh, information about them, te- the technical information about them is is available there too. I would check it out right now, but my I'm very good at multitasking um, <laughs> in life, but not so much on the computer, and I probably would end up closing Skype down and the audio program and everything else and and then just sitting here talking to myself, but still recording it somehow. It just so I'll check it out later. But I, I zerogravityinstitute.com, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're nice big tanks. They're uh, six feet wide, eight feet long, seven feet high. Very user friendly. Uh, fully automated, computerized. Everything's programmed into the computer, and the tanks, the sessions run themselves. The filtration cycles run themselves, and the the maintenance schedule is all programmed into the into the system. So they're, they're specifically designed for commercial use. They're very well thought out for that particular application. Wow. That's fantastic. One of the, uh, one of the aspects I'm not too fond of in my tank. And I guess, you know, not to say, you know, a setup like yours is zero maintenance because there's never anything that's zero maintenance. <laughs> right. But the maintenance that I have to do with mine is like, you know, it's not exactly labor intensive. It's, it's more of just kind of like a pain in the ass, you know, and it's like, 
you know. What kind of tank are you using there? I actually have a float to relax tank. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with this. Yeah, and uh, the person I bought it from pitched it. You know, they had it on Craigslist, and uh, they had it up as, a, uh, I think, beautiful condition, Condition, I think it said, or, you know, ready for, ready to float. And yeah. it was like, uh, maybe like six months ago, it was ready to float. There was so much... Uh, salt that was built up and like the water wasn't kept the temperature and the salt crystallized out of it and it, it's it was hard into the tank and it was a nightmare um, yeah it took me like 80 hours to clean it between like you know boiling water and boiling vinegar and a power washer but like the power washer was tricky because if i if i hit it too hard it would poke holes in the in the fiberglass because it's so you know it's old right it's it's older than i am actually Wow. Um, wow. But I ended up getting it cleaned up really, really nice and filled with water. It looks beautiful. It's crystal clear. So Yeah, that's great. That's one good thing about fiberglass. I mean, it waxes up and as long as it's not really too damaged where it's, you know, too faded, you can usually get it to clean up pretty nice. And like even the outside of it, 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 it looks brand new. It looks great. Awesome. Yeah, that's you know, it's a good lesson to know though, you know, with a, a float tank, man, you really have to take care of them and really keep them well maintained because all that salt that's just a disaster waiting to happen if you let it get away from you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I make the joke all the time. It's like having a German Shepherd that sheds salt. It, yeah. just, <laughs> it just gets everywhere. It's you know, it's all over my clothes. It's and my I have a home office, so it's yeah. it's anywhere semi float related is just salt related. There's just salt everywhere. But you know. Yeah, we really took that into consideration when we designed the the spa here in Austin. We we. Uh, had tile rooms. The showers are right next to the doors of the tanks, so you know we we have um, as little salt traveling around as possible. I have about three feet. Uh, yeah, there's about three feet, three and a half feet, and yeah. um, it's you know it's like one step. But even that one step is like, oh man, it's, it just you know I don't know how it gets there, but it just gets it's everywhere, <laughs> and it's I. I I made the mistake slash have the advantage of having a, a rubber floor where at least yeah. I don't have to worry about really corroding. It's made out of recycled tires, so it's not really going to go anywhere, um, but it's black. So yeah. the white salt is, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously you see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that salt is, uh, it's, it's the double-edged sword of our business. Like, you know, it's awesome. It does the job so well. It's so good for the process, but man, it's hard to keep track of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It um I looked out as far as getting salt. I found a salt uh my voice keeps like cracking. I feel like I'm like a 13-year-old kid. <laughs> kid. I have like a really bad cold. I I actually I'm still a little bit sick from last week. We were supposed to do one last week and uh yeah. I kind of had to yeah. bow out. Um but I looked out with salt and I found it locally from a um actually from like an agricultural supply place and they had Giles salt. They stocked it. Oh, good. And I kind of took the, I kind of took the risk of going with ag agricultural grade or tech grade, I guess they call it, um, as opposed to the USP grade. Yeah. But I kind of, I don't know. The more research I did about it, I kind of realized it was the same thing. Like it, it, it seems like it's the same thing. It's just not tested as often. Yeah, you know, it, it actually is the same. I mean, you know, it, it is basically the same thing. Just the pharmaceutical grade is just. Um, it's a little more processed and filtered. They really make sure that they get all of the iron out of it because that, that's really where you run into problems. If you get a load that has a lot of iron in it, it'll settle to the bottom of the tank and start rusting. Uh, uh, I've def definitely seen it before. Oof. 
Yeah. And the only way out of that is you got to drain the whole thing and clean it, and then start over. I'm guessing. Right? Yeah. Well, you 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 can actually uh, you know drain once the once the uh, iron settles to the bottom, you can actually drain the top of the tank and and just rid yourself of the bottom inch or so of water, and then start over with that. So it's not a total waste, but it sounds like you got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I um. Awesome. Those filters that uh you know those uh, RV filters or, or like the heavy heavy metal filters that you like can use at the end of hoses. Yeah, I yeah. use I use two of those. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you're probably only supposed to use one, but I use two of those. And um, yeah, I guess I, I don't know if I got lucky or whatever it is, but I think for my next batch, if I ever if I have to, well, when I have to uh, either fill up another tank or empty this one and change it, or whatever, I probably yeah. would go with uh, USP grade, just because, like you said. I got lucky, and you know what? It's it's a big risk to take because it's a lot of money. It's not like it's assault is free, and especially yeah. me, I had to take trips out there on my car, and you know, three trips out the Riverhead from where I am, <laughs> it's like forty miles uh, each way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably worth the extra expense of using the pharmaceutical grade. I mean, you know, we we take water quality pretty seriously here, and it's it's really good for the clientele to know that you know you're doing everything you possibly can to create a, a hygienic environment. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, I have to say, you, you're uh, you're in the lounge right now. Is that where you are? Yeah, we have a lounge here at, at the float center for uh, when folks are done with their floats, they can come in here and just kind of chill out. And we've got some some journals in here that people write in and draw in, and just just a place to reflect on your float after you're finished. Nice, nice. Now yeah. you have. Uh, Whatever's going on in the background there, would you bubble bubble walls? I guess. I... Yeah, yeah, we have a solid wall of of uh, bubbles. Blue, the the walls are uh, lit with blue LEDs, and and it has uh, a bubble effect going, and it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's really it's... calming, really peaceful. Yeah, it really is. It's really it's nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, there's some nice pictures on our website if people are curious about what the what the center here looks like. We've got a lot of good pictures on there for you. Nice. Now, how many? Uh, how many? You have tanks. You have tanks now. You have rooms. You have float. Yeah, they're float rooms. Yeah, we have four of them. Nice. So uh, we, we do flotation and and massage and other kind of therapy here. So you know we have uh, four four float rooms. We have three rooms that are set up for massage therapy, and we do like uh, hypnosis therapy and chiropractic and Reiki and things like that here as well. Wow. So you're pretty much like a complete wellness center. Like for, yeah, yeah, we really are. We're we're really all about relaxation here. So yeah, so people can people come in there and they they leave feeling good. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, if you come in here and you get a, a massage from one of our massage therapists, do that for an hour and then get in for a sixty or ninety minute float. You're feeling really good by the time you leave here. No doubt about it. Yeah, and we're getting ready to expand. Uh, in we're going to be opening a yoga center next door here in the next few months as well. So, we'll uh, be a full service operation here. Wow, that's awesome! You find a lot of people. I, I find that a lot of people that come to my place are are obviously into meditation, and yeah. I have a decent amount that are into yoga. And I guess that you have you're having like a good spillover, like a, a good amount of people that come are into yoga as well. Yeah, Austin is a really healthy city in general. It's very active here. Um, yoga is very, very popular. Um, acupuncture, all kinds of holistic medicine and, and natural medicines are, are really popular here. So 
uh, it, it's a very good place to do this kind of a business for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. I just hoping, I hope that idea of keeping yourself healthy and, and being mindful, I just hope it keeps spreading throughout the country. Cause like, it seems like there's sort of a movement that's happening recently of people definitely want to take better care of themselves, but people being more mindful of, of where they are, you know what I mean? Like in, in, in the conversation and not thinking about other things, but they're being present, you know? And it's, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, like re relaxation and, me and meditation and yoga and everything that all comes hand in hand and it really plays a part in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, also I think that culturally we've kind of hit a, a tipping point with things we're, we're so overstimulated now with things like cell phones and emails and text messages and social networking and, and all of these things, you know, cable television at home and surround sound and big screen televisions. And, you know, we're just constantly being bombarded with, with input and information. And I think people are finally discovering the, the idea that there has to be a better balance in life. And so they're gravitating toward things like yoga and meditation flotation, things like this to, um, to unplug, disconnect a little bit and get back to a point where there's a little more balance in life. And I think that's why flotation is starting to take off around the country, around the world, really. It's, it's more popular now than, than I've ever seen it. And it, there's no sign of it stopping. It's growing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I, you know, you hear it all the time, but like humans were definitely not meant to have this much stuff going on. We weren't meant to have this much input. We weren't meant to live in boxes on top of each other in cities. Like we just, you know, weren't, weren't designed that way. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real double-edged sword. I mean, I, I love all the technology. I mean, look what we're doing right now. We're, amazing. we're halfway across the country from each other and we're talking to each other in real time and, and spreading this information to, to the whole world. I mean, the, it, technology is a beautiful thing, but you're very right. I mean, the, the human brain did not evolve in this kind of a situation. We spent a good deal of our time in the past just sitting next to a grassland waiting for dinner to walk by. There is plenty of time to contemplate our world and our situation and relax our minds. And, you know, it's in terms of evolution, it's just been a blink of an eye that all of this technology has come to us. So yeah, I think is. things like float tanks are a great antidote to that, um, that situation. Yeah, and the technology is just, it moves so fast. I mean, everything that we're using right now, my, my mixer and this mic and this, and this computers and everything, this yeah. is all obsolete. It's all you know technically obsolete because the new stuff that's out is so amazing and so this and that. And it's like, yeah. come on, you, can, you know, we, we can't keep up with it. We just evolution could never keep up with something that's going at that rate. And, it's so, it's so fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you see it too at your place, you know, the, the difference in people when they come through the door and they've been out in the world and, and in all that high stress and all that sensory input bombarding them all the time. And then the difference, you know, 90 minutes later when they come out of the tank, they just look like different people They're You can just see it in their musculars, their, their, the way their face looks, just their posture, just everything has changed. It, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's the most rewarding part of having this kind of a business. It really is amazing. People come out and they give you hugs. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, and, and they leave genuinely feeling better. They feel better about their experience they just had and they feel better about their day going forward and what they're about to experience. It's, just, it, it's, it's fantastic. It really is.
Yeah, we we hear uh, amazing success stories every day here. I mean, we're we're um, we're getting busier and busier. Like I said, we've we've been open about eight months, and we're we're seeing um, you know on average between five and six hundred floats per month coming through here, and um, we're seeing people that have just had incredible results with things like you know chronic pain management, fibromyalgia. We're having a lot of success with um, PTSD sufferers. We have a lot of vets that are coming in and floating now because it's just been so efficacious in, in their pursuit for health. That um, you know, I mean, it's 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 just a fantastic feeling to see all these people getting this awesome benefit out of this therapy. Yeah, it really it, it really is. They um, and I I'd say one of my one of my my favorite things to hear, and I hear it fairly often, is I don't want to turn my phone back on. They'll be sitting. Yeah. They'll be sitting down having a cup of tea, and they'll have their phone in the lab, and they'll just be looking at it, like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to turn this thing back on, <laughs> which is which is awesome because that means they don't want to plug back in. They're so at ease where they are, and they're just happy in the moment. They just that's it. And for once, they don't want to be somewhere else, and that's what it seems like on the on people on their phones. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that we have this beautiful lounge here is because we just ha- we have to give people the opportunity to. Just chill for a while and relax. Like no, nobody's very anxious to get back out into the world after they float. It's just great to give them a place to. Uh, oh man, could you imagine? Contemplate, like, and reflect a little. Do you imagine the first time you got out of a tank, somebody was just like, "All right, that'll be fifty dollars, please, bye." Yeah, <laughs> like, that was it. There was no like, uh, you know, nobody there hanging out with you, talking with you, and like I, I try and stress this to people and make them understand, like. When I'm going through everything in the beginning and I explain to them, hey, when you get done, if you want to hang out and have a cup of tea and talk about your float, you know, you're more than welcome to. Or you could just go, whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. A lot of people look at me like, what are you talking about? I don't want to hang out with you. I just met you. What are you talking about? (laughs) And then they get done. And I'm like, 45 minutes later, I'm like, all right, you know, (laughs) been hanging out here for a while. It's like, it's funny. They don't want to leave. They, They get so comfortable and they're so in a different mindset when they come out of the tank. They just, it's amazing. It's like a total, uh, it's total 180. <laughs> yeah, people tend to be really open and, and they do want to visit. They do want to reflect on their float. They want to talk about their experiences, compare experiences with you. You know, they, they expect float center owners to be um, well floated. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they want to feel like they have somebody to bounce their, their thoughts off of. And that's one of my favorite parts. I mean, I, I just never get tired of talking to people about their experiences in the tank. Yeah, I absolutely. Some of them are really inspiring. Yeah, I I could sit there for hours and and, and just talk to people all day long that come out of there and, and you know, I, I've had a couple people. I will admit though, I've had a couple people that took it like the place is not not anything dark or anything, but like way deeper than I ever went and thought and not about life, but just about like I don't know. I can't even like fantasy type things, and it yeah. was just like all right, well. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that like I'm glad I heard, but like, I don't know. It's in- interesting. Yeah. It, uh... Yeah. It's fascinating what, what experiences people have in there. I mean, you know, I, I personally, you know, I have, uh, I have about 450 floats under my belt. Nice. And I thought by this point that I had seen it all and experienced it all. But man, I always have people that surprise me. They come out of the tanks with stories and uh, about their experiences, things that they thought of, things that they saw, things that they experienced, and it's just like, wow, I'm, I'm, I've never experienced that. And I got a lot of floats, you know. 
that's pretty wild but i guess it's fun yeah it really is it's a lot of it is what you i guess everything is is what you bring in with you you know if you go in there and and you have positive vibes and, and you're feeling good about things you can you can you can have a great float <laughs> you definitely can have a great float and you can have great thoughts when you're in there you know and you're gonna go deep and you're gonna get fully absorbed in in, in the tank you know yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's a it's a really powerful tool, and I, I think you can get a lot accomplished there. I mean, it's so great for just you know organizing your thoughts. Great for creativity, um, you know, mind expansion, altered states of consciousness. It's it's all there for you. It, it's an incredible it's an incredible tool and a really powerful medicine. I had a uh, I had a pretty wild float, a pretty powerful float. I guess two about two weeks ago. Growing up as a kid. From the ages of, I don't know, eight years old, probably to about 14, when I started hanging out with girls, I uh, every Friday night, my parents would go out to a restaurant that was like a half hour away from my house. So my sister and I would sit in the back seat and listen to our, listen to our headphones. We had tapes, you know, and we would yeah. switch back and forth. And whoever had big audio dynamite, bad. <laughs> that, that was it. You know, you had the best. That was, that was the tape to have. You know, I usually I got it on the way there and she got it on the way back or whatever. Right. Um, but I thought about that album a couple months ago and I bought it on iTunes and I listened to it from time to time. And I think about things and it makes you smile. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for a float and I'm going to play Big Audio Dynamite ah. during the float. And I swear to you, it brought me back. To being in the car, and I thought about things that, aspects of aspects of that that I hadn't thought about in a long time, and like brought me back memories of being like this on a Southern State Parkway and like seeing different things. Like it was just it was really cool because it 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 took me back and it brought up things in my memory that I hadn't thought about in ten years, fifteen years, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is pretty. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty wild. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was doing some experimenting. Um, in the tanks with retrieving uh, memories from childhood. I was going into the tanks every time with, a, with an intention to discover how far back I could retrieve memories. And it was really fascinating. I, I actually got back um, far enough to where I could remember being an infant and laying on my mother's stomach. And I, I felt her breathing. My, I, I felt my body rising up and down from the memory of being on her stomach while she was breathing. Holy it was an, it was an amazing experience. And I, I, I had the sensation of my mother being there and she was just this incredibly giant element in, in that memory. She just was bigger than life. It was just like, she was all that was there. And, uh, wow. it was just really, really a fun experiment to do. I, I, during the experiment, I would, I called my mom a lot and would, relay to her certain memories that I had been having and she was just blown away by it. She's like, Oh, Kevin, there's no way you can remember that. You weren't even three years old, you know? And I would give her, you know, incredible amounts of detail about these memories. It just really kind of freaked her out, you know? But, yeah. Cause how else could you know? I mean, it's not like somebody there was there telling you like, it's just right. That's the only way you could have known. Yeah. And that's, you that's know, we, we do a lot of that kind of work here that we're also a, a, an institute. So we do a lot of studies here on, you know, things like memory and consciousness and things like that. So we're always finding these incredibly interesting little nooks and crannies to do research on. Wow. That's fantastic. That's, a, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, 
try. I, I never thought to do that, but I might try and um, I might I might try and set my goals on, on doing that and try and go back and remember. Yeah. Yeah. Since you have access to the tank like you do, you, sh you should do those kind of experiments because, you know, all of those memories are in there. My goal at the time was to try to, you know, get back. I, I was really hoping that I would remember what it felt like to be in the womb, which I, I never was able to go that far back. But, you know, that that memory of, of you know, being an infant was uh, it was really moving for me, actually. It really it really affected me in a deep way. And I was very happy to have experienced that. Yeah, I would say I would. I probably would have got out and called my mom immediately. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. It was a really spiritual experience. I have to say. I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but it was beautiful and and intense. No, you can't overstate something like that. I mean, that's yeah. that's amazing. And you know, whether you were there, you being in the tank and and remembering it and feeling your mother breathing, and you know, you were there. That was. Yeah, it, it it literally felt like I was rising up and down in the water. It was it was such a such an amazing feeling, and she was this omnipotent force in that memory. It was it was very cool. Oh, that's wild. Very cool. Yeah. So, I, I tend to go pretty deep with those kind of experiences. I spend a lot of time in the tank, and I I, I usually have some kind of intention when I'm in there. Uh, you know, something that I want to discover or something specific that I want to do. I find that some of my better floats are when I go in there with goals, when, when I go in there with uh, something, you know, I want to think about, whether it be something with work or, or an issue I want to work out with, with, whatever. You know, I find that those are actually the better floats that I come out feeling like, all right, I worked this out, I worked that out, and I worked out some things I didn't even know were on my mind, but I worked those out too. And, yeah. And I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's a really powerful tool. As far as, you know, optimizing hu human potential, I, I think this is, the best tool that I've ever found to do it. I mean, w almost anything that I decide that I want to do research on, it, it it starts in the tank. It's where I come up with all of my best ideas. Yeah, I've had a couple good ideas as of late while floating. Yeah. Either while floating or while right after my float when I'm sitting there thinking about my float, I'll kind of delve into other things and then bam, it'll, it'll, you know, I'll have something that'll just come to me. And, and maybe it's because my my... My brain is so at ease and it's just so ready to do some work. And it just, as soon as I put it to work, it just goes and, you know. Yeah, I like to think of it like defragmenting a computer. Remember back in the old days when you had to manually defrag? <laughs> oh, you don't have to <laughs> do how, that anymore? That's how I feel my brain is in the tank. <laughs> oh, man, I remember doing that. I would do it in the morning before I left for school and I would come back and like hope it was done. Usually yeah. it was done, but sometimes it wasn't. Yeah. Stupid little and then remember how good your screen. computer would run? Yeah, it would run. It would run great for like a week and a half. Yeah, that's how, that's how I feel about my brain after I float. I just feel like it's you know optimized, sharpened, ready to go. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's you know it can sometimes be challenging to to um, to uh, corral your thoughts when you get in there. You know, language is always a challenge because language is really made for the outside world, and it's really expressive when it comes when it comes to that, but when you're in the tank and you're in that inner world, sometimes you have experiences that are hard to put words to. And I, I find myself journaling a lot when I get out of the tanks. I tend to sit down and write, write my thoughts and, um, you know, ideas about any kind of projects that I'm working on. I try to do it right away while the, while the ideas are fresh in my head. And I, sometimes I find it really hard to come up with the words to express some of the things that happen in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know exactly. I have a lot of clients that come out and I sit there and talk to them. And it's obvious that they want to talk, but they're like, I, just like, yeah, <laughs> they can't, you know, they can't figure out what they want to say, but it's obvious they want to say something. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to tell me anything. Just, think, you know, as long as you enjoyed yourself, that, that's great. Um, yeah. But a lot of times they'll call me or email me, email me or something the next day. And then they'll want to talk about their float. <laughs> and then yeah. they'll say, all right, well, I can explain it now. And then they'll go right. into how they felt or, or what they what they felt while they were floating. And, you know, it's great. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the reasons that I think it's such a powerful tool. You know, I, 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 I firmly believe that this tool is capable of changing your consciousness. This is actually one of the things that I'm working on right now. I'm, I'm um, in the process of, of writing a book about floating and the effects that it has on human consciousness. And um, I, I, I'm actually, I, I started right at the first of the year doing 100 consecutive floats. So I'm on like day 66 or 67, whatever this is in, in, in the new year. And um, the floats are becoming so incredible and so deep and fascinating that, that it literally is impossible to put some of it into words. If you could read some of the journaling that I've been doing in the last couple of weeks, it just sounds like craziness. You know, I, I, I every once in a while look back through it and read, read through it, trying to kind of decipher my notes and, and figure out a way to get them into context and, and put them into the outline for the book. And uh, it, it's, just a fascinating look into your own mind it's a, it's a cool thing you ought to try it sometimes since you have access to the tank like that do you um i do journal i do, I do uh, write in a journal not as often as i should but i do write in it and and often i write in it and then i'll look back at things i wrote before and like i not that i don't remember writing them but like i'll go into details about things that i i won't remember like thinking about and i imagine yeah. that it's probably pretty intense like you know it's probably like that for you too yeah it gets more intense every day <laughs> man that's badass so you're yeah. on six so you got about 35 30 or so more yeah i think it, i think the 100 days ends on like april 10th or something like that so i and i don't know that i'll stop floating every day at that point like i'm i'm so in the groove right now like i can't really imagine going a day without floating at, at this particular time it's uh, so, uh, the more I, the more the more often I do it, the better they are. Like if I go like a week and a half or two weeks without floating, which even though it's in my in my house, I have done. Um, yeah, I I find that when I do go and float, it takes me a while to get into the groove, and you know, not to say I'm not comfortable when I first get in, but it's like all right, here it is, finally, all right, let's get. I don't know, it it, it takes me longer to get into it, whereas if I wait only two or three days and then float again, I just slip right back in it's like i never even left yeah absolutely I, I i describe this to a lot of people um as the idea that floating is a practice just just like meditation or yoga or working out at the gym like you're going to get some benefit from it if you do it once but you're going to get a lot more benefits from it if you do it on a regular basis yes you're going to get a more effective meditation practice or yoga practice or, or flotation practice, if you're doing it every, every day or every two or three or four days, you know, I, I'm beginning to realize that doing it on a regular basis consistently on a schedule is the most important thing. It's not really about doing it 
every day as much as it is maybe like once a week or once every three or four days, but being very regular and very precise about your practice and, and really sticking to that. Kind of is, like having something. I think it makes it more effective. Right, right. I, I imagine it probably does because it gives you, like you just get done and it's like, all right, it's Monday. I know I'm going to be back here on Thursday. And then you wake up on Tuesday and you feel good. And it's like, all right, I'm going to go back there two days. And you, if you have that every week, then you know what it is every week. You know that on Mondays and Thursdays you go and you float. And then you have a, yeah. regular, you have a regular schedule and it gives you something to look forward to. It's something that you know is, is coming. And then and and all the benefits of the float are going to be compounded that much more because you do it that much more frequently. Yeah, exactly. And there's also that element of of being practiced at at getting your float started. You know, like like you were just saying, if you wait two weeks, then it takes a long time to get settled in and relaxed and, and really get deeply into your float. Whereas if you're doing it on a real regular basis, you can jump in there and, and you'll be getting in your zone in like five minutes. And now you've got the next hour or two hours, depending on how long you float to, um, you know, really work on letting go and going deeper and let go some more and go deeper. You know, that, that's the great part of floating is like, how deep can I go today? You know? Yeah. No matter how, no matter how much you think you let go and how deep you think you are, you can just, you can always let go a little bit more. There's always still something else there that you could just forget about and let it go and just throw it, throw it out, get it out of the tank and just get. Yeah. I mean, even as, you know, as many floats as I've had, you know, I'm constantly surprised that with my current practice and, and the regularity that I'm floating now, it's like I just seem like I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper in every float. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that there's a limit to that. I think, you know, I, I guess that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out right now is just like how, how deep can this thing go? I don't think there's a limit to it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think that uh, especially the more frequently that you do it and, you know, if you were to do it. Not every, I don't know about every day for for the rest of your life, but if you do it every, uh, at least every couple of days for the rest of your life, every float is going to be that much more intense forever. I, I, you know, I can't see it ending. You're not going to hit a point where it's like, all right, well, the last five floats were about the same. The, you know, no float. I've I've never had a float that was the same as the last float. I mean, I'm sure. Right. That, I'm sure that you haven't. I'm sure you've had 450 floats and you've had 450 different floats. None of them. You know, you probably had things that you thought about in each float or, you know, oh, yeah, I thought about this before. I thought about that before, but never in the same aspect. You were never in the same mood. You never had the same body chemistry going in. Right. And, and then when you're in there, you, you're in, in a different way. You're in a different tank pretty much. Yeah, and it depends a lot on how long you're in there. You know, if you're in there for an hour or two hours or three hours, you know, then, then the experience can be really, really different each time. So. Yeah. Definitely. What's uh what's your longest float? <laughs> well, my longest float was nine hours. Wow. Now now I, I you know the caveat there is I, I did have to get out a couple times during the float to use the restroom and get some water and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a it was an overnight float. Wow. Um I've I've done a lot of like five and six hour floats and uh you know t- two hours is kind of my average at mm-hmm. this point, what what I like to do. How about yourself? What's I, your longest uh, float? My longest float is about three and a half hours, I think. When yeah, that's about three, three, three. Somewhere it was right around there, three hours ish, something like that. Um, but I fell asleep. It was because I fell asleep, and I woke up to my alarm going uh, off that had been going off for like an hour. So it was like I, 
I was pretty deep. I was a pretty deep somber. Yeah. And, uh, but I actually had a client who did a four-hour float. I've had a client who's floated here longer than I have. Um, he got here at 2 a.m. and he floated till 6 a.m. Um, right. Yeah, because he he's a DJ. He works late nights. So he gets done work and he's all wired up. He's tired physically, but he's mentally wired. Um, so he comes and floats and he said he felt great afterwards. He went home, went back to sleep for a few hours and, and woke up and felt great. So, yeah, I, I like to sleep in the tank. I mean, you know, maybe I wouldn't like it so much if I was paying for it, but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I like the feeling of kind of going in and out of sleep. Sometimes you don't really know whether you're asleep or whether you're just kind of hanging on that cusp, that sort of in between world that you can get into in the tank. I, I, I love that space. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called, but I, I know exactly the space you're talking about, and it's exactly that. Like you, you, you'll be deep in a thought, and then all of a sudden you have like a, a, a jitter or something, like your leg will jolt, and then it's like, whoa, wait, all right, was I asleep? Am I awake? What, what the hell is going on here? Am I awake now? What's... Yeah, I, I love that space when you, when you start producing theta waves and things start to become more visual, sort of dreamlike state. I, I, I can just I can stay in that state for uh, a long time and really enjoy it yeah i uh one thing that stinks is i'm still at my day job and uh which is good i guess because i'm still paying the bills still at my day job and i have this going on at night a lot of times when i go into the tank it's it's late at night and i'm tired so i end up going in there and pretty much falling asleep um, yeah so i've been trying to make more of a point to go in there earlier or like book some time for myself like earlier in the day so that I don't have to go in there late at night when I'm tired. Um, right. But I'm finding that I'm having much better flow so I'm going to go in there with more energy. You know, not like excited to go, you know, not like pumped up, but I'm not tired, you know, so I know that I'm not going to go in there and fall asleep. Yeah, I do a lot of late night floats too. So a lot of times when we're really busy here, there's just no time where I can get in and, and do my float. So I'll, I'll end up, you know, crawling in there at midnight or one o'clock and and doing my thing. And, you know, for me, it's like when I get out of the tank, I, I can't go back. I can't go to sleep. So, you know, I'll go home and, and start doing something creative. I'll, you know, I've got a recording studio, so I might work in there for a few hours, do some writing, you know, something, but I, I just feel like I don't want to go to sleep. I want to enjoy the, the sort of uh, after effects of, of the float. Well, at least you're making good use of the time and doing something with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna run, Kev, because I gotta wake somebody up out of the tank. He's been in there okay. for a while, so I, th I think he's snoozing. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. It was good, good hanging out with you, talking with you. Yeah, Tom, it was really great to meet you, man. Good luck with everything you're doing up there, and uh, keep us informed on on uh, how everything's going for you. Will do, will do. Thanks uh, for having me on the podcast. You are quite welcome, sir. And uh, yeah, keep in touch, man. I'll talk to you soon. Sure, well, Tom, have a great one. Take care, Kev. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks again for uh, thanks again for checking out the Flowcast. Thanks to Kevin for coming on the the Flowcast and hanging out and talking shop. It was good hanging out with him. And uh, yeah, that's it. Check back with us in a few days. I have another episode up for you. And that's it. Stay salty. Take care, friends.